Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Friday morning here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, Nick Kale, Don Stenzel, and Greg Stalker, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Omquist as we head till 10 o'clock. Oh, man. You know, normally on Wednesdays around this time, we chat with Tony Bruno. He was uh, under the weather, but he is feeling better. He is refreshed, reinvigorated, and recharged. And he should be, because coming up on Monday, special programming announcement, as Stalker and Dawn will have the morning off, Tony Bruno will be co-hosting Kale & Company with yours truly. Wow. This is... This is... This what? is history. Breaking what? News. Yes. Breaking news. Breaking yes. news. Who who signed off on this? I can't. You know, man, management has boss. really lost control. <laughs> it's true. The suits have no idea what they signed up for. <laughs> the suits. Unbelievable. What up, man? Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for joining me. The last time we spoke, uh, I was walking into the studio in drizzle on a from Seventeenth <laughs> and, and and Locust from the hotel with Robin without an umbrella, and I fell sick, and now three weeks later, I have finally emerged from my cocoon. I feel like Howard Stern and Jimmy Kimmel and all these other people who have been (laughs) hiding in their basements for three weeks, and now I'm alive. I'm partially awake, alert. But by Monday, it'll be all right, as the late, great Jimmy Buffett said, come Monday, It'll be all right. <laughs> you, on Monday, I'll be holding you tight. You have well, typically. I don't know about that. But yeah. I still, I'm not, I, by the way, I tested negative, so I can hold you tight again. And now you don't have to worry about getting COVID or all <laughs> the other diseases that are flying around. That's right. Now, you typically have always had good pipes, Tony Bruno, but you even sound a little deeper than normal. So you're still feeling it a little bit, I guess, huh? Just a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty much... I mean, how long? I've been I've pretty much been bedridden for three weeks. I mean, you know, if I wanted to be bedridden for three weeks, I'd I'd like to be on a deserted island, uh-huh. uh, you know, sipping my ties out of a coconut shell, right? And not sitting in my condo all week. You know, I haven't been out. I haven't done anything. And the people who want to stay inside all the time, like Jimmy Kimmel and Howard Stern and all these other tough guys, you know, I don't get it. Yep. Nobody wants to stay inside, especially when you live in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had some bad weather here, rain and stuff, but it's still 70s. It was 75 degrees yesterday. So Beautiful. you think I want to be sitting at home, uh, laying in bed instead of going out and enjoying life. It's insane. It's called the winter. Everybody gets sick and uh, hopefully everybody gets better, takes the right medications, don't take too many medications and, and uh, freak out like I did when I was prescribed to take. Uh, what was the stuff called, Robin? Ivermectin? Prednisone. Prednisone. Oh, prednisone. So the doctor prescribes prednisone. I took one prednisone, and I was pretty much lit for for 36 straight hours. Maybe that's what what Kamala Harris is taking before every speaking (laughs) engagement. By the way, Tony. I got off a big airplane, (laughs) and it was called Avalo Airlines, and I flew in all the way in here from RSW Airport (laughs) in Fort Myers just to see you, and you all look so smart today. Yeah, I just got off the plane. It's called Air Force Two from Washington, D.C. to come and visit you all. That's what I did. Look at you. Look at you, Dawn. Look at you, Greg. (laughs) 
look at you, Nick. You're all shiny today, <laughs> just like just like watching the, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, oh, no. You had to in, go there in you Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Oh my God. Art, How art. are you all? You look so great today, everybody. Hi. <laughs> By the way, Scott Martin on the YouTube uh, uh, channel, Tony says that it's Nick's fault that you got sick because if he didn't take yes. off, then you wouldn't have had to come to Philly and get sick. That's right. I so agree. it's actually Nick Hale's fault that job. Tony no, Bruno no, not, listen, I, I and Miss Robin got sick. I, no, we had planned to come to Philadelphia to see the family <laughs> and the grandkids on Thanksgiving, remember? And then uh, it, it was just became too complicated. We were starting the network. We wanted to make sure everything was okay. We didn't want to leave and not have not be able to do anything and help the people running the, the radio network here in, in uh, Cape Coral, Florida, Fort Myers. And so we postponed it until Christmas, figuring at Christmas – you know, the kids are more into the whole vibe and everything. So we, we, we postponed our trip, went to Christmas. And then, you know, it's amazing. Every single year around this time is when I get sick. And that's because you're traveling around yeah. airplanes and all the other stuff. And that's what happens. But nobody's wearing masks and planes. And that's fine because there's, there, you know, there's viruses flying around all the time. So I didn't triple mask. I mean, I went into the hospital the other day. And nobody was wearing a mask, not the doctors, not the nurses. Are, are they careless now? No, it's because they know. They know that when you get the flu, wearing a mask and then quarantining and all this other, even Dr. Fauci just admitted the other day <laughs> that yeah. it was all BS. Yes, it was indeed. all a crock of lies. Yep. And this guy still has the cojones to show up and think that people are forgetting about all that he did to ruin this country in the name of some. Remember, he was the science. Mm -hmm. Yep. How is this guy not in, 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 a, in a camp somewhere? How is this guy not behind bars is, is the biggest question to me. Somebody this, remember, he, he, was, he did the same thing during the AIDS epidemic, and people hated him back then. Mm -hmm. But then they forgot about what he did during the AIDS epidemic, and they bring him about out, back out again as the, the quintessential expert on infectious diseases, and the guy is still walking around and puffing out his little wretched chest like he knew what he was talking about, but he just made it all up. Well, that's that's the most egregious thing, Tony, is Absolutely. the fact that he comes out in these closed-door sessions under oath and says, yeah, the whole six-feet social distancing thing was completely anti-science-based. There was no data to prove it works. Exactly. And we're all labeled conspiracy theorists when we say it's political theater. And I mean, I, and remember we had all the plexiglass devices at oh, gyms. Yeah. It was such nonsense, and everybody knew it. But if you said something about it, you were anti-Fauci, anti-science, exactly. and you had to go. And then all the people that that idiot Jimmy Kimmel and all these late-night comics who take money from Pfizer uh, to to promote the the vaccine and have dancing and uh, dancing needles coming out onto the stage they should be punished too yes they should be who watches that stuff you know Kimmel, all the late night people they're all in the pocket and here's the worst part about the late night the sanctimonious late night crowd who basically all read from the same script yep remember they were being funded by pfizer and the reason that they were doing their thing and telling everybody all this nonsense is because our tax dollars which pfizer used to put these injections out without having anybody have to pay for them or getting testing and everything else was all free. They were the ones promoting this. And then they have the gall to go crazy about Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. who didn't believe in the, in the thing. He was the guy that's the bad guy. But all the people who were taking 15, 16 boosters, they were the heroes. And Fauci was a hero. 
These people have all been discredited, yet we're still believing late-night schlubs like Colbert and, and Jimmy Kimmel as the quintessential authorities on science yep. when they're all hiding with Howard Stern under their beds in their mansions here in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Bruno joining us as he does uh, each week here on Kale & Company. So let, let's get to uh, what has been going on with ESPN, the Pat McAfee Show, Aaron Rodgers, Howard Stern, Jimmy Kimmel, all of this nonsense. Nonsense. You, I mean, you worked at ESPN in the glory days when ESPN was great, and I talked about that this morning in the Big Take, how two big institutions, I mean, Howard Stern and ESPN in the 90s were as big as it gets, and they've allowed politics to kind of ruin their brand, so to speak, and ESPN hires Pat McAfee because they want to get away from all this left-wing woke stuff, and they know that he's a, he's a wild card. You know, he doesn't do the cookie-cutter Mike-and-Mike type radio show, and now they've had this whole back-and-forth with Rogers, all because Rogers is calling out Jimmy Kimmel and calling out Fauci, yet if he was on ESPN promoting Fauci and promoting all the stuff that the left does... You know darn well there would be no dust-ups with the suits at ESPN. You're exactly right. And this is the reason I spoke about this, A, because it's embarrassing to me to see the media all jumping up in favor of Jimmy Kimmel. It's like there's a battle. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, he's the hero. Aaron Rodgers, he's a piece of garbage. Listen, I don't care what Aaron Rodgers says. If you don't like what he says, don't watch it. It's a pretty simple thing. Don't tune in to Pat McAfee when he's on once a week and, and get all triggered. The, the, the thing that bothers me the most is the media, the so-called journalists out there who are all jumping on the side of Jimmy Kimmel as this hero who's keeping who's who's really t- speaking truth to power and saying that that Aaron Rodgers is a nutcase and anti-vax and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, they were they were all salivating when Aaron Rodgers made that Monday night appearance with the Jets and then his season then came to an end, you know, in the first series of downs. So that's the hypocrisy of it. Listen, you can feel however you want, and I, that's what I say about anything. And I obviously, my, my throat, I, I don't feel bad, right, by the way. I may sound bad right now, but I think if I stay in bed for three more days and get a couple more boosters, <laughs> I should be okay to get go. Get your boosters. <laughs> I need my boosters. I need it. Anybody got any extra boosters? I'm going to go out on the street, and I'm going to go down to KNA and see if I can get some extra boosters down there. <laughs> see if uh, Jim Kenny's walking around maybe with some extra a safe injections. Exactly. No, he's having Prosecco. He's, he's, <laughs> he just retired. You know, yeah. he's sipping yeah, his... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I guarantee you, Jim Kenny is here in Florida, along with Phil Murphy and all of these other hypocrites who have investment properties in Florida while everybody's freezing up there in the Northeast yes. and dealing with crappy weather. You know, we have crappy weather here, too. It's called wintertime, and it's winter storm. So <laughs> it's just a map. But getting back to ESPN for a second, yep. the reason that I people have been asking me to speak about it is because when I was at ESPN... From 1992 to 2000, you know, I they hired me to do weekends, and I was working Philly and going up to Bristol every weekend. And so when I went there, uh, they, the Patriots have hired uh, Gerard Mayo now. That's official now. Look at you breaking so news now, mid-rant. This is breaking news. The New England Patriots <laughs> have hired Gerard Mayo wow. as the new coach of your New England Patriots, who, by the way, will still not have a quarterback and still won't be able to win games regardless of who the coach is <laughs> unless they get that organization uh, back in, in, in tow. So anyway, so people have been asking me because, hey, I worked there. Hey, I was there when things were great. And I was there also when they changed management, when ESPN and ABC became one. And so a lot of the ESPN executives were promoted to ABC 
to go run the ABC network. That's sort of like a graduation. You know, you move up from the from the minor leagues up to ABC to go mm-hmm. run ABC. And so many of my bosses left ESPN radio. They were radio and TV experts, and they went to ABC for cushy jobs. And God bless them. That's how you move up the food chain in corporate America. But so when I was there, you know, I was getting I had two year contracts that would renew me. And at one point I was the highest paid, second highest paid employee at ESPN next to Chris Berman. Back in wow. 1999. Wow. And so then, you know, the, the people who hired me, they wanted me to stay there. Mm-hmm. And I did stay. But then those people who hired me left and they brought in new people who knew nothing about the business. And then they started micromanaging because they had to make their mark. And what they started doing to me, you know, surreptitiously is sending me emails and having the program director, who then was just basically a minion, tell me that, hey, you know, uh, people are complaining. You're playing too many sound effects. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I've been doing my entire career at this point. Right. This is what made the ESPN radio sports shows popular all over the country is our personalities. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't take phone calls. We didn't have Internet. We didn't. Have, we had Internet, but there was no, you know, there were no call-ins. There was no Twitter. There was no social media. Mm-hmm. We did seven hours on Sunday night, Saturday, Saturday night, seven hours on Sunday, and we had a good time. But the bottom line is when you bring in a new manager – and they are now your new boss, and they decide they don't like what you do, then you have conflict. And that's why I left ESPN, because they kept sending me memos about what I was doing wrong and how Mike Golick and I, the original morning show, mm-hmm. were, were having too much fun. Yeah. And so that's what the micromanaging era started. Having too much fun on radio, God forbid. And I said to them, listen, you guys hired me. You've given me like four contract extensions. I'm the second highest paid guy at the entire ESPN pro- property. And now you're telling me you don't like what I'm doing. And the best part, guys, and I don't know if I've ever told you this story. So I finally found out who the executive was who was having problems with what I did on the air. And I had a meeting with him. And I said, why didn't you just tell me what you want? What do you what do you want from me from what I've been doing? What do you want me to change that so far has been pretty good? For ESPN and my relationship with the network and the audience, he said, "Well, you're not you're not talking enough sports." I said, "What?" I said, "What do you listen to?" The guy was named. The guy's name was Steve Anderson. He was the son of the legendary Dave Anderson. Dave Anderson was a great writer in New York, uh, a Pulitzer Prize winning, and his son was in the media business too. But his son wouldn't even know how to turn on a radio. But they put him in charge of running ESPN radio. Let's get it back to the Eagles. He came in to make his mark, and his mark was, I'm going to micromanage Tony and my Mike Golick because I get up in the morning. So I said, Steve, with all due respect, you're my boss. I respect your opinion. Tell me what it is that you don't like. When I, you're not talking about sports. I said, well, talk about sports. We'll be, have fun, Steve. I said, what, what do I hear? Where do you get your sports in the morning when you wake up in New York City? He said, I put on Imus. I said, Imus? Imus doesn't talk sports. Imus goes to a sports update. Here's the bottom line. I figured out. That he wanted to hear about the Knicks, the, the the Nets, the Jets. He wanted to hear about New York sports uh-huh. every morning when he woke up. And I said, Steve, with all due respect, this is a national network. Yeah. This isn't a New York sports station. Uh-huh. If you want to listen to sports in New York, go listen. You're not getting it on Imus because Imus wasn't a sports guy. He happened to be the morning guy on a sports station where he didn't talk about sports at all. So so we. Got, I, that's when I decided, you know what? If I if I can't make you happy, I'm not going to change what I do. This is this is what I do. But I mean, getting emails about you're playing too many sound effects, and then all of this micromanaging. That's why I left ESPN. How dare I, I they? left ESPN. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not a hero or anything. I'm just if you hire me to do something, and then all of a sudden you decide what I do, 
Is it what you like? Then either fire me, pay me to go away, or just let me resign. Mm -hmm. And I resign. That's the way it works. And that's the difference now is ESPN still, you know, wants to have people like what they do. That's why they brought in Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is not the conventional guy. And so when he didn't listen to them and did his own thing, then they came down on him. But the best part, guys, after the whole thing, he will not be on anymore. He put him back on again yesterday after the season ended to pretty much (laughs) stick it into the ESPN executives because they know they can't fire him Mm -hmm. because he's not doing anything wrong. Yep, He's not doing anything wrong, and yet you have all these idiots in sports media siding with, uh, with Jimmy Kimmel and denouncing. And listen, you can hate Aaron Rodgers all you want, but it's just a, it's an absolute embarrassment that people are siding with, 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 with corrupt people who they think are the good guys in this mm-hmm. whole thing, and they're not. I agree. Tony Bruno, live from Florida, as he joins us today, uh, was not with us on Wednesday. If you missed the news, Tony will be co-hosting the show with us on Monday. It'll be myself. Weather permitting, of course. That's <laughs> correct. If I can make it to ShopRite as the can-can stale, I need some more Progresso suits. That's right. When the, when the can-can at ShopRite, and you get 10 for... 10 for 10. Yeah. You know, I need the Italian wedding soup. Oh. I need the great Progresso soups. Yeah. There's no better buy when you're going in the winter in the winter time. Yeah. To get the can-can sale mm-hmm. is when you have the Progresso soups. Yeah. I used to fill up an entire cabinet. Now, I'd like to make my own. Mm-hmm. But when you can't make your own, you go, make it Progresso. By the way, we're we're streaming live on YouTube, YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT, where Stoney McStone Pants writes. Oh, I love that. Sounds like like Tony took the RFK booster. Oh, Oh, did you take the RFK booster? Ouch. Stoney McStone Pants, that's just not right. That's nice work out of Stoney. Stoney McStone Pants. But people are asking about my crumb bum gear. Yeah. No, you know, this isn't official. Oh, look at that. I got the crumb bum uh, hat, too. I don't know. Somebody got this for me. Wow. It's the crumb bum hat. You're at, a I gotta take my headsets off. Look yeah. at that. I got the crumb bum hat real and the crumb bum. bum shirt. <laughs> and I, 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 I encourage everybody to collect the entire crumb bum, yeah. crumb creep powered collection available uh, down at the, uh, at the Reading Terminal Market. Just go in there, get yourself a Denick's roast pork, yep. walk around, uh, make sure that the sept is running and that the planes aren't stopped and that the Broad Street Roosevelt Boulevard subway hasn't started construction yet and blocks your way into the into the great Reading Terminal Market. Pick yourself up some crumb bum gear. That crumb is bum, the that official is, gear of the Tony Bruno show. That is good stuff, Tony. Look at <laughs> that. that. Work. Now, actually, Tony, we have we have breaking news, Bruno. I'm getting an email from management. We're having too much fun. There's too many sound drops. We got to get it back to Trump or the Eagles. It's your call. Let's get it back to Donald Trump and, more importantly, mustard. Yeah. <laughs> mustard in a while. Uh, speaking of mustard, we'll go from mustard to Christie. i got to get your thoughts on this. Uh, the big news, well, not big news, but it is significant this week that uh, the, the field is starting to thin out a little bit. Chris Christie dropping out. And then badmouths Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, Mr. Mustard, on a hot mic that apparently some people are saying he didn't know about. Your thoughts on Christie taking some uh, pot shots on the way? Way out. Well, what's else he going to do? He touched the pot roast too on the way out. He cleaned <laughs> out the. I hear that the last place Chris Christie wanted to appear in his final last desperate act 
to get above one percent of the vote is to go to the view and finally clean out what was left of Whoopi and the and the gals uh green room i mean that was it all this guy did was he would go anywhere that they would ask him and he would go into the green room and then gorge down and put on the feed bag and then has that did you see that pathetic crowd that he had around him uh. it, it was these people are like 10 people who were like I don't even think they knew who he was. His mm-hmm. wife was behind him. I know. His wife was, was behind him. Too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't even fill a room. It was like friends and family only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know that's water over the bridge. I think now for Chris Christie. I mean, what else is he going to do now? Yeah, put on pump. Yeah, and the best part about Chris Christie is actually think he has the power to stop anybody from becoming president. I'm going to dedicate the power that I wasted and the money that you idiots sent me to think that I was going to be able to be the candidate for the Republicans, and I'm going to do everything in my power to stop Donald Trump. What? Block him from going over the bridge in the tunnels like the Grove ceasefire Palestinian crowd? That's the only way he can stop anybody, by laying across the Holland Tunnel entrance and keeping them from going over the bridges into New York City. That's his way of stopping Donald Trump. Exactly. As a, right. physical, as a physical barrier. Uh-huh. Uh, Bruno, I know we're going to be doing a show together on Monday, so you and I, will we will break down the Eagles Buccaneers on Monday for four yeah, straight hours. Now, now, no, four no, consecutive no, hours. You won't. No, you won't. Can, can we beat Baker now, Mayfield? Seriously. No, no. The big story right now is the weather. I mean, yes. this Dolphin game, they're talking about wind chills of like 30 below zero. Yep. This, is, this weather is so dangerous that even the, even the stadium, even the, the beautiful booth, yeah. Up there at Deha Stadium in Kansas City, even even what's her face is is saying that I don't even have enough furs and coats and and and, and things. She's mad now. Taylor Swift is mad that because of the ice and snow and cold and weather, that she will not be properly seen through behind the glass uh-huh. in this uh, game on Peacock. That's right. Peacock. Only. By the way, the tickets are now going for like $60 to go see that game yeah. in Kansas City. <laughs> wow. I'm not making this yeah. up. Who wants to People see know, it? This yeah. is dangerous cold. By the way, they played games in dangerous cold for, what, a century in the NFL? Yep. And now all of a sudden. So you don't have to go to the game if you don't want to. But this really, really hurts Taylor Swift. And I don't know how the, what the Swifties are going to do. First, they got to order Peacock right. to even see the game, yeah. and then they have to sit there hoping to get a glimpse of Taylor Swift and her other friends mm-hmm. who are get upset when somebody makes a little joke about them. Hey, let me These ask, are the tough yeah. people out there. Let, let me ask you this real quickly as we wrap it up here with Tony on a Friday. Stalker made this comment, and I think he's right when he says it in regards to Peacock charging for the. You got you to have the streaming service to watch that game Saturday night. You've covered many Super Bowls in your sports career. Is there any doubt that? We're heading towards a point in time where the Super Bowl is going to be on pay-per-view? No, not you're, absolutely. Listen, they've been teasing this for years, Nick. They've been saying, you know, one day the Super Bowl is going to be a pay-per-view. And you know what? I don't think people would have a problem with that. Right. They really wouldn't because yeah. people have parties. And if they're going to make it a pay-per-view event, then I think the NFL puts themselves in a position where then bars can start charging people to come in. They will not be able to tell you you can't call it a Super Bowl party because the only people who are allowed to mention the word Super Bowl are corporate sponsors. The big but game. If you're going to put it on, if you're going to put it on pay per view, you know I, I think they're going to have a lot of lawsuits. I know they have the antitrust exemption. They're running into dangerous territory. Listen, the NFL knows that they, they could put themselves on anywhere and people will still see it. But this whole Peacock thing, 
I have Peacock because I got it for free when I joined Walmart Plus, I think. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I joined Walmart Plus, and then I got Peacock for free. That's the only reason I have it. You think I'm going to pay for Peacock? No. No, not at all. I only have it so for So if you want it for free, I think if you go to Walmart today and beat the rush for the next impending snowstorm. When is the next snowstorm coming, yeah, guys? tuesday I, the I think, right? Next when, Tuesday, when but it? tonight's the rain. Yeah. Tonight's rain, next Tuesday's snow. Fun. All right, well, we'll make, go, go before the snow comes. A little bit of rain, man. Well, the, the ground is very saturated, yep. and so is my brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you go out and get Walmart Plus, they will give you six years of free peacock I've heard for joining. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tony, rest up. We will uh, reconvene Monday. And don't forget, Tony, uh, even though you're in Florida, I know it's still the same time zone, but... We start at 6 a.m. We start at 6 a.m., sir. Dude, I was there at 5 a.m. I was there before the rest of the the rest of the staff when I when we were in Philly. I, uh, nobody was awake when I showed up. Yep. I think Phil right. was the only guy there. Oh boy, yep. Phil's out there printing. Lorenzo the didn't show up till six thirty. Oh, that's <laughs> wrong. Come on, my poor Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, you are fired. <laughs> All right, brother. Good stuff. Have a good weekend. All right, guys. There he is. Be the, careful out there. We love we you. Will. We love you, man. There he Recover, is. Heal. The, the number one crumb bum himself, Woo-hoo. Tony Aww. Bruno. Look at that. With the Kelly green colors, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Nice little touch. All right, final hour on the way. Dawn will have a big three. We've got our morning mystery movie clip and a lot more. Nine o'clock hour on a Friday. Always uh, the loosest hour of the week. Woo. Stay right there. We're back after this. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.